0: The following message is brought to you by the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity. To learn more about the Ezra Institute's mission to advance the Lordship of Christ, please visit www. Oh, the oh, most irresponsible, disgusting pig alive in the world. Shut up for a second, please. We're in a cultural war. a Cultural war. Oh, hell, we Talking to me like that. I resent the fact that your implication that only you were an idea. The culture war is back, 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 back.
1: I wanted to wish everyone a really, really Merry Christmas, and Happy Hanukkah, well, uh, all, the, all the all the holiday, all you uh, infidel atheists out there, I want to wish you the very best also. Uh, I don't know what you celebrate during the holiday season, I myself uh, celebrate the birth of Christ, but it's your choice, and I respect your choice. If you wish to celebrate nothing and just get together with friends, that's good too.
2: All right, well, the infidel atheists took umbrage with that. That was Brian Pallister a few days back. He's the PC leader in Manitoba, and uh, the guy had to walk it back. I guess they put. Such a a hue and a cry out that uh, he thought, what the hey, I might as well just say, sorry, I offended thee, and move forward. But uh, there are some folks who are going to be offended this time of uh, the year when we've got, of course, people wrapped in the uh, joyous occasion of the season and the reason for the season, uh, whatever your faith. If you're not of the faith, uh, there's also some folks who are being emboldened to uh, take the occasion, too to fly their freak flag, including a a group out of Wisconsin who are atheists, and uh, they have taken out 55 billboards in Sacramento. On Monday, uh, just as the Christmas season gets into full swing, the campaign is titled, Out of the Closet. It hopes to let atheists know that having God in your life is not a necessity, and there are a lot of non-believers, and at this time of the year especially, they feel like they're all alone, so it's a, a clarion call to community. Or is it just a cynical way of exploiting other people who are feeling joy uh, for the season and the reason for the season. Let's meet our two panelists this morning, the Reverend Joe Boot, Senior Pastor at the Westminster Chapel in Toronto. Good morning, Joe.
3: Good morning, John. Good morning, Greta. And Greta Good
2: morning, Vosper, John. Minister at the West Hill United Church, founder of the Center for Progressive Christianity. Greta, I'm going to start with you. I mean that the atheists would see it fit to use the occasion of Christmas or Hanukkah to... Uh, you know, put up billboards, 55 in total. But And this is not just Sacramento. You'll see it in other precincts. We've had issues in the past with Toronto and Mississauga and uh, transit uh, sideboards and things. Like that. Is that not cynical and exploitive on their part? Or is it something that you think has uh, a valid point and purpose to... As outreach like I say.
4: I think, I think it 's an extremely important outreach uh, to people who are uncomfortable at this time of the year, who sit down with families who are all believers and who are not able to share their perspective on religion on on belief systems and and who uh, are incredibly isolated as a result of that and the Freedom from Religion Foundation uh, has on its website this place where you can go and make yourself a billboard. Um, to declare that you're a free thinker or an atheist or a skeptic or whatever it is. And, uh, and they've used that. So they've taken individuals uh, whose stories uh, they wanted to share, um, that those individuals wanted to share and put them out there to show that it's ordinary people um, who have this experience of, of not aligning themselves with traditional doctrinal belief and that especially at this time of year when they feel isolated, um, they're not alone.
2: Really? All right. Outreach. Joe Boot, you buying that? Or do you think that there's something a little more cynical about it and even wanting to diminish the joy that people of faith uh, feel at this time of the year?
3: Well, it is a a bit opportunistic. I mean, I personally don't know. This is a free country. Well, uh, to a degree, (laughs) it's a free country. And uh, I think people should... Uh, be allowed the, the freedom to 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 put up billboards I mean you know christians aren 't that or shouldn 't be so oversensitive that we can we we brought the debate into the public sphere since the first and second century, and the Christian apologists won won the debate over paganism i 'm very happy to have the debate i 'm a christian apologist today i 'm very happy to have the discussion to have the debate i think uh, yes for for I can understand however why some people would be Disappointed, offended that they would choose this time of the year to do it. But I don't have an issue with it. But I do think that, you know, this response to Brian Pallister, it does reflect something of the excessive sensitivity of humanists and atheists who are supposed to be secure in their position. You know, and if a mouse breaks wind in East Timor, you know, they're up in arms about it because it wasn't a Christian, you know, bit of wind. It's there are Christians being persecuted and losing their lives in Syria, in Egypt, in Iran, all over the world, and uh, somebody says, you know, infidel actually does mean non-believer. That's all it means. He didn't actually say anything specifically wrong. Mm. And if you say to somebody, happy holidays, I mean, most people just are not aware that that just means holy day. That's where the term holiday comes from. Mm. So if you want to celebrate Christ's mass, you have a holy day. I just don't see, I I just don't get the idea that... uh, um, because people are giving presents and eating turkey and and putting up trees and lights that somebody who doesn't believe that christ is the incarnate son of god should be offended by that uh, or that somehow they're being left out and they should be I, I just and i just don't see that in my community i don't see that in the uh, uh, I, don't, I haven't seen it in my ministry as a pastor i just don't see non-believers taking offense that other people have got trees and lights and some people, it's a, but they're it's feeling a,
2: left out. They're feeling like excluded, so they want to form. Get their over own. it.
3: That's life, isn't it?
4: <laughs> you know, I don't know that it's that it's that they're feeling left out. I mean, uh, they participate in the family gatherings, and, but and you're the saying gif- they gif- feel isolated. Music. I think they feel isolated because they can't. They don't feel that they can talk freely about what they believe, and so there's this respect creep church, that though. happens. Oh, they could come to my church. I mean, we have we don't do a Christmas service. We do a longest night service on on the on the night of the winter solstice. And, and now that, is yours
2: a Christian church? Of course not. Well,
4: I think Joe and I would disagree (laughs) about that. Uh, Despite the fact that many people in the congregation are... people who don't believe. There are many people in the congregation who are traditional theists. I mean, what we've tried to create is a community that has no barriers to belief um, or no barriers in it that re- that belief uh, requires. So we just don't we don't use language. Joe, I would take whatever Joe says on a Sunday, pretty much I could rewrite it and just take out the Christian lingo and boil it down to whatever he's exhorting his now, people to That's a really good be. challenge. Girl. Why
3: don't you come to one of my services I should hear do me that. preach
4: I should do and then that. see if and you I'll can
3: de-christianize it.
4: De-christianize it. Yeah, we should do that. Uh, I That'd mean, a fun.
3: Christian church, after all, is Christian. And you all, could come Christ-ian. to the same thing. I'd well, let me ask to you, Jo, I mean, I
4: think that where we are is uh, where the evolution of... Of uh, critical contemporary scholarship places us. I mean, I was taught in theological college that the Bible is a human construction. So, what's the extrapolation of that? The extrapolation of that is that those things that are contained in the Bible, those beliefs, those things that are uh, presented as truth, are actually truths that came out of the minds of people who had particular So, not contexts divinely inspired. Well, so it's Greta, not Greta's divinely been inspired. suffering
3: from a poor theological education for a very long time. I understand that. But the point that you're making, John, I think is a valid one for everybody, for listeners. Is that if you'd say Christian church, that means followers of Christ. I've got no objection to Greta holding whatever perspective that she wants to hold and propagating it. The question is, should she be wearing the garb of a cleric, of a representative of the Christian church and the the statements of faith that that founded the United Church of Canada? I just think not. That's all. That's the difference here. I think think she's fundamentally misleading. Uh, she is an uh, infidel, she's an unbeliever <laughs> just don't
4: use yeah. the word the well
2: you know and here's a tricky question Greta I mean uh, if you don't believe that uh, these holy books are divinely inspired uh, the Quran likewise I mean Muslims are very very there's a fidelity to faith that uh, can be rabid as we know uh, that's not divinely inspired either?
4: Well even Salman Rushdie when he w- he wrote an article some time ago and and he referred to the Quran as, as a revealed text, that insinuates a divine authorship and I think that we need to be uh, critical in a 2013 uh, intellectual perspective and recognize that all documents that we identify as sacred, uh, that we give some divine signature to, that they are – they have all been created by human minds in human context, to say that to perhaps with a worldview that there was a divine supernatural being at the time and that – that's totally Greta. Fine. To be fair, you're but just I begging the
3: question. Have. You're just assuming that they're not divinely revealed. You're assuming that Christ is not the Son of God, and, and that God hasn't spoken into history. I'm, the point I'm, is, is I'm that naming there's nothing. That the
4: only place that we have the record of that is in Scripture, and that that Scripture is human humanly read. It's,
3: it's certainly the testimony of scripture about the person of Christ and who he is and we could certainly have a debate about how we come to an understanding or why we believe that the text is divinely inspired but the, I think the important thing to, for the listener to notice is this has got nothing to do with 2013. Christian apologists were t- talking about uh, the, the divine revelation, the incarnation of Jesus Christ, the resurrection of Christ, in a pagan world that rejected the idea that there was a God above and beyond creation, who transcends creation, who could speak into history. That's not a new claim. This is not a new objection. This is a 2,000-year-old objection. Sure. Nothing to do with 20 centuries but of intellectual But there were also Muslims
2: who believe that Muhammad ascended into heaven on a winged horse. Absolutely, right. and there will
4: always be apologists for any religious system. But those apologists are inside the worldview. They're inside the frame. They including Greta, who's an apologist for outside. humanism
3: and well, atheism.
2: All right, we're going to get back into it. I'd like to invite some calls. By the way, just curious, Joe, you were saying holiday is a derivative of a holy day. So uh, would you have an objection to the Christmas tree being referred to as the holiday tree?
3: Uh, well, if people want to call it a holiday tree, that's up to them. But it is that if we're going to recognize the actual purpose of the season for centuries, it's a and Christmas a- tree.
4: And the actual pagan roots... Now of we the can, Christmas tree. We can, I mean, the church I'm currently at, the minister that preceded me, refused to allow to have a Christmas tree in the sanctuary because it was a pagan symbol. So, you know. Well, was it?
2: We, all right. Uh, well, let's come back and uh, find out how folks feel about the atheists also being emboldened at this time of the year. And it's an outreach program with their various websites and uh, billboards suggesting that... Uh, There are a lot of non-believers at this time of year. They feel like they're all alone, so we're just trying to help them come out of the closet and let them know that there are many who identify with them. In fact, 16% of Canadians now identify themselves as atheists. What do they do during this time of year, and are they shut out, left out, or can they embrace Christmas stew and still be faithful to their lack of faith? Let's call it that. (laughs)
5: Silver bells, silver bells,
2: it's Christmas time. Oh, sorry, I'm back. Uh, here we are. What are you, what are you doing to me, Koshan? Well, the word Christ was in the... All right, well, I don't, don't always go with Google. Sometimes you've got to trust your gut. Uh, there you go. Very good. Nice little dirge there to keep us uh, alert and alive. The Reverend Joe Boots, senior pastor at the Westminster Chapel in Toronto, and Greta Voster, Vosper, minister at the West uh, Hill United Church and founder of the Center for Progressive Christianity. Our culture warriors this morning, we were talking about the atheists and how they don't have anything to believe in at this time of the year, Themselves and so they're trying to rally around the cause of uh, well, coming out out of the closet and uh, showing solidarity. Are they cynically trying to exploit the season with their new campaign, or do you think it's justifiable? Let's take some calls. And this is uh, we start with Jack in Brampton. What do you say, Jack? Good morning.
1: Good morning. Uh, yeah, I don't. I think that uh, atheists could celebrate Christmas no problem because uh, you know it's just basically become a com- commercialized holiday. It has really nothing to do with. In uh, most parts, anyway, it doesn't seem like it has to do with uh, ac- the actual life of Christ or the spirit of Christ. I mean, I think if Christ was alive today, he'd probably, you know, uh, scold probably 99% of Christians because they're not—they don't follow in his footsteps. Uh, in fact, I think the Muslim Muslims do that more closely than, than uh, even the Christians.
2: In terms uh, of you know, what yeah. charity and uh, all well, kinds yeah, of.
1: In terms of being religious, five to- five days uh, or seven days a week, as opposed to just be. Uh, Thinking about and praying to God on you know one day of the year or one day a week, you know, look at the the, the, the churches all across the country and in, in America are are suffering from a lack of attendance. The only ones that are actually have good attendance rates are the Evangelical churches because a lot of that That's is correct. based on uh, on on basically uh, you know it's otherizing people and it's it's this literalistic understanding of you know black and white and, it, and a denial of. What the Greta Losser is saying, which is actually true about the the, history, the historicity of Jesus in the Bible, these things have been shown by Christian scholars themselves, very practicing folks that that studied the Bible very deeply and found that there's too many inconsistencies to actually say that this is actually the Word of God. All right, there's what you're saying is again. it based
2: a lot on pagan lore and legacy, and uh, it was subsumed by or uh, co-opted by the early Christians, is Greta's point. Let's go to William and Scarborough. What do you say, William? No, Lost William in Scarborough. Next call is Daniel. Hello.
5: Hi, good morning. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I, you know, I'll try to simplify it for you. I think that the atheists uh, can believe in whatever they want. They can rally. I think, you know, my neighbor is uh, doesn't really believe in anything, him and his family. And they put up a tree and celebrate in the tradition and the culture. But I'm, uh, I celebrate Hanukkah. I'm Jewish. And I'm bombarded constantly by everything that has to do with Christmas. I don't feel left out because I don't celebrate the holiday. But as your last caller was saying, that... You know, like uh, to simplify or maybe, you know, look at the other side of what he was saying is that religion is a belief system. I believe in my religion. I don't necessarily, uh, there are lots of things that I, I find that are inconsistent about, you know, being an Orthodox Jew, but we grew up believing in God and believing in our religion and in our tradition. And, you know, thank God that I'm Jewish because we have our culture actually coincides with our religion, which makes it a beautiful thing to, uh, to adhere to but like i said it's a belief system we grew up believing and i think that's what religion is about if you're looking at it from a more academic or educational perspective um, even from a scientific perspective it's hard to correlate the two ideals
2: all right well look at their billboards actually say things like a life of love no gods required or no gods no devils no worries or live for now not for after and i believe in people not gods Scredit- and
4: that's that's a really those are really good uh, to point out one of my concerns around beliefs um Atheists uh, grow up within belief systems as well. Uh, they may not be doctrinally based. That's the distinction. But a belief system, you can believe in compassion and goodness and 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 all kinds of you know lovely things, or you can believe in in greed and and the self exclusively above all others. And belief systems are not necessarily good or bad. Uh, if we can find ways to bring people together to engage them in belief systems that are positive, that encourage uh, empathy and, you know, uh, uh, justice uh, laced with compassion, I, th- I think that that's a very good thing. And so if we're able to turn this uh, holiday w- the tradition of which uh, grows out of Christianity, into what it has become for many people as a secular holiday, a time when we do celebrate love and compassion and justice, and we think about those things uh, more than we do. I I think if we can pull (coughs) people from various traditions into that, that's not a negative thing, so thank you for your Let me just
2: interject here, because you've given me an opening now. The Pope uh, came out with a a statement recently uh, where he did actually uh, talk about, you know, looking after the needy and... uh, how uh, capitalism, he was actually denouncing trickle-down economic theories as being unproven and naive, saying they're based on survival of the fittest, uh, where the powerful feed upon the powerless, and we got to do more for the poor folks. You know, is that really the purview of uh, the church to be saying this? Because... You know, where he's wading into economics, it's almost like the old dictum, uh, render unto Caesar, and uh, under God, the things that are God's, are, are, are spiritual in nature, uh, and, uh, you know, promoting elevation in the afterlife. i got to ask you, Joe Boot, I mean, I was kind of curious when the Pope came out with this stuff. Uh, mm. It seems to me like, you know, he's getting involved in politics, and... uh you know, he's also decrying capitalism as a force for good when we've seen so much of the church's history and, you know, people who are wealthy actually being ph- philanthropic mm-hmm. and doing the bidding that the state has now somewhat assumed.
3: Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? Well, um, you're absolutely right there, I think. the, the problem, One of the problems, I think, with this uh, new pope, at least as I see it, uh, and I'm not a Catholic, but what he, um, his primary concern seems to be the concern of, theologically, of the South... Uh, which has been liberation theology, which for the listener is a kind of uh, Christianized form of Marxism uh, that really believes the state has these obligations to to alter and adjust structural centers of power and uh, salvation starts to become more and more economic in its orientation. And uh, but actually, I think the what we certainly believe, or Christians do believe, because Scripture teaches that compassion, justice, these things are important. They're not just social constructions. Because justice, compassion, mercy, these are realities that have been revealed. We know what they are in terms of God's word and God's law. And the church historically took responsibility for health, welfare, and education. The church's tithe—that is, ten percent of somebody's income was voluntarily given. Now, there were periods in Christian history where the state required the tithe to be paid to the church, but for the most part, it's been non-coercive. And until the late 19th, early 20th century, there was no such thing as state welfare. The state didn't run hospitals and provide for the poor and so on. The church did. Now, if that's what the Pope is calling for, I'm all for it, because the, 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 the tithe means that the... Pri- the, in a sense, God's institution, the church, makes provision for these things rather than m- money being coercively taken from you and from me and from Greta and everybody else and redistributed by coercion through progressive taxation system and very, very, uh, system of government. And that's why the welfare economies today of Europe are collapsing, because of this Fabian socialistic or neo-Marxist perspective on uh, economics. Now, we can all agree that you know the, the Federal Reserve is a kind of cartel backed mm. by the government. There are problems there. There are problems with individualistic, rabid capitalism ungoverned by justice and mercy. But the church's mandate was always to care for the poor, and, and, but, but the provision for that was through the coffers of the church, not saying, well, this is what the state should right. be doing, the state needs to make all of this kind of provision, which is what I think the Pope is talking about. So he's, he's not talking about the church tithing and giving and providing welfare. Right, so
2: what you're saying is he's now getting into politics and he's a socialist.
3: Right, well there, there are a the, there, it, to all theology there are political implica- implications, right. so we, the church is always supposed to challenge uh, the, the state, but he's really advocating a form of socialism here, yes that's what I think.
2: Let me grab a few more calls on this atheism at uh, Christmas time feeling left out, and so they want a sense of community, and they're going forward with a, an assertive type of campaign of billboards in some precincts and putting out the clarion call to come out and identify yourselves because uh, well in show of solidarity. What do you say, Darren? Does that make sense?
0: I'm, I'm an atheist. I love Christmas. I love Hanukkah. I love Diwali. I love Eid. Because to me, when someone says Merry Christmas or any Happy Hanukkah, they're just saying to me, I'm having a great time. It's a special time of season. Take some of my happiness into your heart. I don't have to believe in the in the doctrine. I do believe in a lot of the message of religion,
2: not necessarily the doctrine. Uh, but do you believe in a deity? No. Okay, well, you're an atheist. I just wanted to check your cred.
3: <laughs> so I we've, had a, we've had an atheist, a Jew, and a Muslim who did some poor Islamic apologetics on the phone a few minutes ago. But uh, uh, about, It's about almost scripture. a
2: setup for a joke, isn't it? it? But, uh,
3: it's like they, but none of them have got a problem with, with Christmas, and this is the point I think Greta needs to hear, is that whether they believe it or not, the point is let's not you know, start to tell Christians they start have to be treading on eggshells by celebrating Christ mass, which is...
2: So what is it? Uh, is progressive uh, liberal guilt here that sees uh, people want to take the Christ out of Christmas and take Christmas trees down in public places? What's I, going on? I think on? there's
4: been a shift over the last couple of years, and I think that there was, there has been a very uh, militant activist atheism happening in, that uh, was trying to get Christmas uh uh, Christmas tableaus and Christmas symbols and language taken out of culture. And the recognition is that's, that's ridiculous and it's not going to happen. So instead, rather than removing other religious uh, iconography, uh, atheists are saying, okay, well, we want our place too. We want, we want to be able to say, uh, our message to give it, uh, out uh, as well. And so that's what they have been Can't doing. you give and- it at
3: a different time of the year, Greta? <laughs> Well, well, that's the I point. Mean, they, yeah. they
4: do do it throughout the year. I mean, they well not they to the same est- extent.
2: extent. They're being no, assertive at this time of the extent. year, and you uh, you actually condone that. Yeah. All right, as opposed to uh, condemn. Let's find out how Rob feels in Brantford. Good morning.
0: Hey, how's it going, guy? Good, thanks. Uh, well, I, I truly believe that man-made gods, all of them, you know, since the beginning of uh, the first god, whatever that was, the Egyptian Ra or or before that, but they've divided. Humanity, and and if they truly, you know, believed in all the compassion and empathy that they're preaching, then it wouldn't matter how many different religions we have. But as we've seen through history, religions uh, have been the greatest cause of, of strife in humanity. And I, I just, you know, no. I think atheists. Uh,
3: Most know, religions are atheistic. So which which ones are you talking about?
0: Uh, well, I look today. I mean, you've got, as you said, Christians dying all over the world. Um, if the people that are killing them truly believed in compassion and empathy and, and uh, goodwill towards your fellow man, uh, I, I don't see that happening. I'm sure. So the question
3: is one of truth, right? So the question is, what, what are the true propositions th- th- that we need to believe to uh, relate to one another properly. I mean, and that, that fundamentally is the question for confronting all human beings. Which worldview, which set of assumptions about the world enable us will enable us to live rightly, truthfully, and with justice and compassion towards one another?
0: Correct, and if you made the assumption that uh, we are here, you know, you want to look back uh, to the Big Bang, to where we sit right here today talking to each other, and shouldn't we feel pretty good about having this opportunity of consciousness. I mean, it's amazing, amazing things. And as a fellow human, um, if we could follow, you know, all those wonderful good things that I was brought up with, which is compassion and love and empathy and and, and sharing and, and, you know, all those good things, um, then religion isn't you know, the human religion. I mean... Well, you're
2: saying it's not necessary. It's a human construct. and but it, it just... it's
4: not... He's saying more than that. He's saying that religion is divisive, that it continues right. to divide the human family. And I think that that's very important. And that's why I believe that we need to, as every generation has done, distilled from the religion that has been handed to it, those things that have moved humanity forward. And we are now at a time when we can look at religion and say, regardless of whether we believe these are, these are you know, divine beliefs or not, that we can distill from from them the things by which we want to live how do we want to live Why don't have community? their own
2: holiday why don't they figure out a time when we could use something like maybe mid-february break up the you know and everybody celebrates and uh, dawn's park is or whatever i don't know why why do they need to specifically use this time of the season to start making this emphatic statement about- well as
4: i said before john the the idea is not to remove all religious uh, iconography from the public space. Mm. The, it's now, okay, we want to meet it. And so if there is a massive amount of Christian stuff out there in culture mm. uh, at, at this to time of year, then we want, to have, we want it balanced, you not balance? Oh, it's balanced.
2: Balance. Would, by the way, exit question, very quickly, uh, since we've had people identifying under various uh, types of headings, whether it's uh, Jew, Muslim, Christian, There's another way uh, we can look at societies changing. Uh, There's a school, and there are actually several schools, but one college, uh, an all-female college in Oakland, California, will now allow their students to identify as he, she, or a third gender, uh, Z, or they, or hey, or whatever. Uh, Guidelines for gender-neutral IDs are coming in increasingly. Do you support that initiative, Greta? Absolutely. You think it, what, helps... The students feel better about themselves because they might be conflicted as to their gender or it, what. Uh, why do you? What do you see the point? I think and purpose anything of this?
4: that that starts to break down uh, distinctions that have to do with uh, gender exclusivity uh, and and heteronormativity, I think, are good things.
3: Joel Boot? Well, oh, because Greta believes that, but Root, as a pagan, all reality is one. She believes in the destruction of all distinctions and differentiation. But that's the destruction of the real world. As soon as you tell people in terms of uh, um, Simone de Beauvoir and Foucault and so on and so forth, that there there is no such thing as uh, true binary distinctions of male and female. Gender is a social construction. We've heard Greta telling everybody on air that religion is just social construction, God, beliefs, they're all just social construction, so nobody should be bound by them. Why should we recognize socially constructed notions of of gender? Uh, This idea that we should... Uh, Greta assumes all the time that di- distinctions or divisions are evil or wrong. They're not. There has to be distinctions in life. Truth and falsehood, right from wrong, good and evil. These are basic binary distinctions that make rationality and human, in- uh, human experience intelligible. And so, Joe,
4: do you think that based on those distinctions that people should be treated differently?
3: Of course, people need to be treated differently depending on their situation and station. Well, I don't treat my son the same way as I treat my daughters because they're girls and but this is a give, boy.
4: Would you give her access to the same kind of education? Of course. You give him? Of course. Okay, well, there are people who wouldn't. No, and, they, I understand and that's based that, on but, religious beliefs. But we don't,
3: but, but we, just, we destroy but but the that, beauty of life is that you I and mean, I the, aren't the, Pope, the same. The We're not Pope identical. His late,
4: the Pope, in his latest big thing about mercy, the two doctrines, that he continues to say, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to. You know, play down doctrine now, but the doctrines that I'm going to uphold are women can't be priests okay, but sure, and but women moving, can't have We're moving off topic here, which, which is bina-
3: binary distinctions: male and female. I got to go on that note, but
2: guidelines for gender-neutral IDs are coming increasingly in schools across the U.S. of A. and I'm sure imminently to Canada as well. I thank you both very lively discussion. The Reverend Joe Boots, senior pastor at the Westminster Chapel in Toronto, and Greta Vosper, minister at the West Hill United Church. Thanks, John. In Thanks, Scotland. John. Thank you both.
0: Thank you for listening to this message brought to you by the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity. Please feel free to share it with friends, but do not charge for or alter the material in any way without the express written consent of the EICC. Thank you.